0: With your Bible on it, let's hold that up. <clears throat> I'm a child of God. God. Have in my hand, Amen. powerful word of God can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Here's our prayer, Lord Jesus, today. Speak to me in Jesus' name, Amen. Now look at your neighbor and just tell them how great they look. In God we trust. Who do we put our trust in? makes a big difference in how we get through life. I read a story this week that just really captured my heart. I've, I've not experienced what this person in the story had, but boy, it sure fit for what I want to say to you today. And the story goes like this. guy had a very close friend. Grew up with him, kind of knew him for a long, long time, trusted him. That's what happens when you have friends for a long time. You trust them, have no reason not to, Uh, because they're there for you in in times when you need them. Maybe a small thing, but you but you always remember that. Well, this was no no different here. Uh, He had just had his first child, and so this friend calls him, congratulates him, and then starts to kind of lower his voice and speak differently. He says, "How you doing financially?" And he goes, well, you know, we're holding our own. He said, what about your mortgage? Have you got that, get that all paid off, got your house paid off? He goes, well, no. He said, I'm like everybody else, just got a, got a mortgage I'm carrying. He goes, man, I've got a, a great opportunity for you. He said, there's a new government program out that if you will uh, pay a fee, you'll, with that fee, it will take care of all of your mortgage payments for the next year. Now, some of you are already going. <clears throat> I see heads. Well, anyway, this guy was his friend. So he gets him in touch with this lady. He calls the lady, meets with her, goes into the office, sits down with her across from the table. She pushes a stack of papers like you do at a, at a loan closing. And he starts signing and hands her a cashier's check for $3,000. $3,000. And she says, it takes about 30 days to be approved by the government, and uh, we'll, I'll let you know when everything's done. So he, gets, he starts to get anxious, and he calls, and he says, you know, how are we coming along? She says, well, your, your paperwork's in process. Just, just be patient. So he waits a few more days and calls her back. She says, hey, your, your paperwork now is at the underwriter. So it's going to take a little bit longer, but just stay right with us. We're going to be okay. So he thought, well, you know, I shouldn't be untrusting. I should trust. It's my friend. It's a friend of his. Two weeks pass. 30 days pass. He makes the call. <clears throat> she says, well, it's still in underwriting. So he waits a couple more days, and he calls her back. And all of a sudden, her number doesn't work anymore. So he calls his friend. Hey, what's going on? He goes, well, I, 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 I don't know. Let me, let me check. I'll, I'll get back to you. A couple of days later, he doesn't hear from his friend. He calls him. His number's been changed. Well, you know the end of the story. He got used. He had put his trust in a friend who then had let him down. Can any of you raise your hand and say, with your hand in the air, I have been let down by a friend. Can any of you raise your hand and say, I've been let down before by somebody? (laughs) Yep. I suspect we all could raise our hands if we wanted to. $3,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to part with and give to somebody who's scamming you. Happens all the time, unfortunately. Unfortunately. it makes you feel like a loser, doesn't it? It makes you feel like, how stupid was I to put my trust in somebody like that? But remember, they were His friend, right? Remember when they came to you and asked you for help and you gave them help, they were your friend, right? They were going to give that money right back to you, right? What's the principle I've taught you over the years? If you don't have it to give away... Don't get involved in the transaction. If they say it's a loan, refuse to do it. If you can't give them that amount of money and it not affect you and your life, don't get don't don't get involved in it. I don't care how friend they are, don't care how family they are, you're gonna get hurt. I'll wait. (laughs) At one point or another. We've all put our trust in people who've let us down. We've trusted a woman that ended up breaking our heart. We might have married somebody and they cheated on us. You might have dated a girl that appeared really, 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 really sweet, and then all of a sudden she turned into the wicked witch of the north. Or east, or whichever one was the bad one. We've put our trust in a friend at, at, at work. And all of a sudden, things that you've talked about end up around the water cooler in conversations. And for some of us, those hurts can go really, really deep, can't they? But when it comes to spirituality, we have to be very careful as well in who we're going to entrust our spiritual development to. There's plenty of people that will help you. In uh, fact, let me give you a couple of them. I, I watched a guy's video um, about two weeks ago, and his prediction was that a massive asteroid is going to hit the Gulf 120 miles southeast of Houston. Well, I have a grandchild in Houston, not worried about my son, but my grandchild. I'm worried about her. No, I'm worried about all of them. They said, Houston. I went, Oh my gosh, no, not Houston. But here's more to the story. Not only is the asteroid coming on the 23rd of September, but it's coming and then um, the Obama administration has already placed a nuclear submarine in that area who will shoot a nuclear warhead to break up the asteroid. And that in turn then will, the fallout from that will wipe out the whole southern part of the coast of America, plus Mexico, plus Central America, and plus part of South America. And this guy said, if, if you live in these, or you're a governor in these states, you should be calling the White House. So I waited. It was on the 23rd. Today is the 27th. I didn't get the asteroid. Did any of you get that, bit, that memo? Tomorrow is the 28th. That's the next one that's predicted. Something... Cataclysmic. They, they never tell you what it is, but it's something cataclysmic. Now that's supposed to somehow get us so afraid for something that we're going to buy whatever they're selling at the moment they're telling us about the prediction. Amen? Yeah, they're trying to sell something. It's usually survival food. Okay, how many of you have been in the armed services? How many of you have eaten those sea rations? Huh, fantastic, isn't it? It it is a meal. It does get you by. But if you have a chance to have biscuits and gravy, I think you're going to go that route. I mean, I just can't see opening a pouch and pouring out uh, uh, a meatloaf. I just just can't get it. So predictions. You see, unless that prophet is 100% correct and it's backed up in Scripture, I don't think we need to be listening to them. So be very, very careful is my point. Be very, very careful, folks. Because there's plenty of them out there. In fact, Jesus said in the last days, many are going to show up and say, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. So we're in our series, Ten Words, an in-depth look at the Ten Commandments. Today we're going to look at commandment number two. In those Bibles you held up, it's in Exodus chapter 20. starts at verse 4 and 5. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. How much clearer... Can those two verses be? No other gods before me, God says. Almighty God says. None. Don't even think about going there. So we need to ask ourselves the question what is an idol? So in your outline, the fill ins begin. What is an idol? By definition, it's this. Anything that takes the place of God. Anything that takes the place of God. Anything that's more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. I have to be very careful during this time of year because I love football. It just, I just do. It's just one of those sports I really, really like. And I have to be very, very careful. Because there's times when I'd rather watch football than do some other things. I haven't yet gotten to where I'll watch football instead of eating, but you know, it could happen. Football, I love the sport. Ups and downs and ins and outs and it just, I love the strategy. Friday night's game with Putnam City, that was a hard game to watch because we beat them so bad, so fast. I mean, it was 40-something to nothing at halftime. It was brutal to watch. But, we can let things get in our way. So if I put a blank here and said, what is your idol, and you fill it in. Oh, I know some of you are going to say, well, Pastor, I don't have any idols. (laughs) Really? You just made one. Yourself. That's a dumb statement to say you don't have any. Oh, you got them. We've all got them. And so today I want to kind of help you identify what some of those might be. First one I want you to think about is the idol that I want to call tradition, the idol of tradition. America is a melting pot of cultures and traditions. I mean, just listen to the TV. Look around the community where we live. The school system, diverse. All kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of cultures. Um, one that I've gotten familiar with in the Hispanic culture is these quinceaneras. Am I saying that right? I hope I am. That's where the 15-year-old girls are dedicate themselves to stay pure until marriage. But it is a big, huge celebration. They go to the church. They have a celebration there. They have a dedication service. Then they go and they have pictures taken. Then they go and they have this humongous party. I mean, they may spend uh, up to $10,000 for that. She's only 15. What are they going to do when she gets married? Wow. But, how fun is that? How neat is what they're saying in the ceremony? I'm dedicating myself to stay pure until marriage at 15 years old. That's an awesome thing, isn't it? hope it's true. I hope she, she's able to fulfill that. hope it's not too late. <laughs> yeah. But we have all these cultures. When Cindy's mom and dad lived in Chicago for a, for a brief time, we went up to visit during a blizzard. David and Kim Camp and Cindy and me were riding in a car because David was from there. Figure he knew how to drive on that stuff. I had no idea. But we're often going. And so walking down the hallway just to get to their apartment, you could smell every cuisine there was in the world. It was awesome. And I'd never had pizza pie before. Any of you? Chicago pizza pie, that big old thick. I mean, it's, it's got to be that thick. You don't want to buy a large. Because it takes you two days to eat this thing. That's good, isn't it? But in the process, we find things in these cultures that we put in the place of God. I mean, in some cultures it's a it's a, a horseshoe, a rabbit's foot, a seashell, crystal, a coconut. We learn to cling on to things that we don't need to cling on to. We think these things are really important. They bring blessings, but really what they do is they bring a curse beads, bracelets, necklaces, everything that gets in the way of God. And people will hang on to it as though it is the thing to do. Some of you have had idols handed down to you from generation to generation. Or maybe you've been given one of these Baseball-looking cards that's of a religious nature, it's just simply a drawing of a saint. Or maybe you've got this cool-looking Buddha doll sitting somewhere close. These things are all abominations to God. Now hear me out before you judge what I'm saying, and before you tune me out. If you're a Christian and a follower of God, you do not need a good luck charm or a Turkish eye for good luck. You don't need it. You don't need a dream catcher, a crystal. You don't need a daily horoscope or tarot card readings. You don't need that. You don't need the one 800 man. You don't need that. You are a son. You are a daughter of Almighty God. You have the power. You have the vision. You have the dream. You have it all. Because you're one of his kids. You don't need that other stuff. Case in point, a church down in Florida. Preachers received a call one day from a lady who had been attending their church and got involved in the church and had been involved in one of their connection groups at the church. Uh, Much like uh, Lindsay's sister Sandra's getting involved in a little connection group of ladies to study the word Well, this lady had been coming and she was really getting into it, but she became concerned about her past. She was uh, from a background in Santeria. Santeria is the official religion of Cuba. And it's a mixture of African voodoo and Catholicism. Now, she had prayed to follow Jesus at this church that she was attending. She even began to volunteer, but her house was full of this Santeria stuff. And so she wanted... And it really scared her. Because she had been told all of her life about the power of these items in her house. She refused to move them, refused to touch them, refused to unsettle them in any way. So she asked the preachers to come by. didn't matter if they died. Let them come by, and would they help her by getting that stuff out of her house? And so they decided they'd go over and one of them had a Toyota Camry he thought that's all they'd need three loads of stuff later they thought they had it all she rocked and rolled for a little bit and then she called one day and she said I've got one other item that I need you to come take care of so they went over they weren't sure what this next thing was I mean really come on what could it be so they go into the house. She goes into this one room. She takes them to this one room. Now, you would think the house was real creepy looking, but it was really a really nice house. But it's had all this stuff over it, in it. And so she had been told that if this little thing has ever moved, this thing has ever moved, she will die. Instantly die. So, once again, it's okay for the preachers to instantly die, but not her. So, so, they go into this room, and there's a there's a room ladder that's kind of like a a a, a a a little ladder that you spread apart and you can climb up. And it's got a platform on top. And on top, the preacher climbs up there, and on top of this ladder is this little bitty, I mean little bitty, metal, four-inch metal rooster. That's what's sitting up there. So he grabs the rooster. She goes, oh! He said, you haven't died yet. She goes, ah, oh, yeah. He grabs the rooster. He says, when I get back to the office, there's a canal by the office. I'm going to throw it in the canal. It's done with. We're getting it out of your house. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nobody died that day. Because you see, it was a false god, wasn't it? And you might say, oh, preacher, that's kind of a goofy story. is its it? Is it? Is it? Let me come take your uh, Xbox. <coughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me come take your cell phone. Cindy and I were out the other night eating, and noticed the couples around me. First thing they do when they sit down before they order is they pull out their cell phone, and start looking at each other, and start reading their cell phone. They don't even look at each other. They don't even talk to each other. they looking at their cell phone. How they really? How silly is this? How silly is this? Deuteronomy 27.15 says, Cursed is anyone who carves or casts an idol and secretly sets it up. (coughs) These idols, the work of craftsmen, are detestable to the Lord. They're detestable to the Lord. But when we let stuff get in God's way, then we're saying we trust it more than we trust God. Deuteronomy 7 says, After you conquer a nation, burn your idols. Don't get trapped into wanting the silver or gold of an idol. Even the metal on an idol is disgusting to the Lord, so destroy it. If you bring it home with you, both you and your house will be destroyed. Stay away from those disgusting idols. I mean, God was very clear, wasn't He? In the Old Testament. And then in Isaiah, I know the glorious day will come when each of you will throw away the gold idols and silver images your sinful hands have made. You see, idolatry is a big deal. It is a huge deal. What we put our trust in is such a big deal that the first two commandments are dedicated to that very thing. Commandment number one, you must not have any other God but me. (coughs) Commandment number two, don't make for yourself an idol of any kind. There is only one God. Only one God. Amen? So don't listen to what the culture tells you. Don't listen to what some other religious group tells you. There is only one God, the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Almighty God. He is not Allah. They're not even close. Don't get hooked into that. Don't get hoodwinked by it. God is trying to tell us to don't waste our time putting trust in something else or someone else over Him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Idols, at times we don't even realize how powerful they are. And so the first thing we've got to do is identify the idols of our heart. Ezekiel 14 says, These men have set up idols in their hearts and put wicked stumbling blocks before their faces. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Repent. Turn from your idols and renounce all your detestable practices. You see, in the New Covenant, the biggest idol we have is us. Because when we refuse to surrender our hearts to Jesus Christ, then we are saying, we know more than He does. Isn't that true? We know more than He does. One of the things I love about my ability to be on the sidelines on Friday night at a high school football game is to watch the coaches interact with the players. Because there's times when the players think they know more than the coaches. Right, Rodney? Amen. There's time when the players think they know more than the coaches. Now, what the high school coaches and the football coaches have done, which is really amazing, <coughs> is they have all the plays while they're going on the game on an iPad. And so they walk off to the sideline, when the player comes off the sideline, pulls up the play that they just messed up on, and shows them, did you see how you messed up? I was listening to one the other night. He said, did you see the guy go that way? He said, yeah. He said, why didn't you do what you were taught to do? Well, uh, uh, he goes, yeah, because you thought you knew more. You don't. Do it the way we told you to do it. And what do he do? You go back in the game, did what they told him to do. Hey, it all works out. Isn't it, isn't it be great if we did that the way God wanted us to do it? Just from the get-go? I mean, that's what Cindy says all the time. If you just do what I want you to do, everything would work out better. So how do we turn from these idols? Let me quickly get through that. Identify, number one, identify our idols. So we need to ask ourselves three or four questions. Number one, what do you think about? What do you think about? Because what captures your mind and imagination, what you daydream about, sometimes can become that idol. So what do you think about? You ever see a lotto sign? You know, the, the try play the lottery and you win a gazillion dollars. I can catch myself going for, I mean, almost an hour just thinking, about how would I spend that money? What can I do with that kind of money? What could I do with thirty-three million dollars? And then, the, I bet you'd quit. I bet you'd quit your job if you had thirty-three million dollars. I would. Just quit. I just quit being paid. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Go do what you enjoy doing and not be paid. $33 million. Wow. You could pay off all your bills, couldn't you, for $33 million? Some of you don't need that much, do you? I hope you don't. Well, if you work for, I guess if you're a government, you, <laughs> $33 million might cover 10 minutes. When people's thinking is controlled by sinful self, they're against God because they refuse to obey God's law and and, and rely and, and really are not even able to obey God's law in Romans 8. Psalm 94. The Lord knows what people think. He knows their thoughts are just a puff of wind. So what do you think about? It? Secondly, how do you overcome idols? Where's your money going? Where's your money going? Are you greedy? Are you a greedy person? Or are you a generous person? The one thing people want to argue the most about in church is tithing. (coughs) And why do we argue about tithing? Because we don't do it. We argue about it because we don't do it. See, I can argue all day about why we shouldn't lose weight. Why I can't lose weight. Why? Because I eat too much. Number one, I just eat too much. Don't exercise enough. Those are two things. You know, I keep looking for the magic pill, don't you? I want that bullet. I can swallow that pill. Boom, it's gone. I'm down 194 pounds. That'd be great. I'll be back to bantam weight. I'm ready to go. That's the size of my left leg. That'd be great. You see what I'm saying? But we've got all kinds of excuses why we can't do it. If you have a heart attack, everything changes. That meeting you had to be at the next day, bet you don't make it. <coughs> Ephesians 5 5 says, For this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a man, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So, what things do you have? How important are they for you to have them? Have you downsized lately? It'd be great to downsize. Just get rid of it. You don't need it anyway. Wait till the kids are all gone, then you downsize. Well, you got so much junk, you don't know what to do with it. looks like a hoarder on TV. I mean, you got to have the latest gadget, the latest iPad, the latest latest LED TV, the latest Lexus. I was riding in a car the other night. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. We're driving. The guy sits the cruise control, and the car is set to, to keep a, cer- a certain distance from the car in front of it. It will slow down when it slows down. I mean, that car slowed down, his speed went down. And he wasn't touching anything. He didn't have his foot on anything. I was blown away. And then when that guy moved over, his car took off. His wife's car is set up so if you go to the right past the the lines, it moves back. It doesn't wake you up. It moves back by itself. If you get too far left, it moves back. And (coughs) once it's done both sides, it stays in the middle and never gets out. It's kind of car I need. I can put it on cruise control and just go take a nap. I'm good. That'd be great. Cindy claims I do that now. <coughs> I mean, do you go to the casinos hoping that you're going to win? This one up at Buffalo Run up at Miami, they're saying they're they debt free, so, man, they'll give away more money. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't seen a casino yet give away anything. Have you? So do you know that 100% of your money and the money that you have is a privilege that God has given you? It's a blessing for you to take care of your family and to be a blessing to others. Your heart, Matthew six twenty one, your heart will always be where your treasure is. Number three, third question, what am I living for? What am I living for? Is it your job? Is it power? Is it prestige? Is it the mall? Is it a happy hour? <laughs> what are we living for? Living for your family? I remember grow- I remember when our kids were growing up, man, that's, it seemed like that consumed all of us. All of our time was on these kids. I remember when we lived in Denver, and it became Halloween time. They, they gauged the snowfall on Halloween. It's when it starts snowing in Denver. And sure enough, Halloween night, I mean, the snow is coming down. You think this old Texas boy is going to miss Halloween with my kids? Hey, ain't no one. You know how many other kids were out trick-or-treating, knocking on the door? Zero! (laughs) But there was three from whose dad was from Texas. They were out there knocking on the door. I mean, they were big old snowflakes, too. But everything that we did was consumed by them. And now that they're grown and gone, everything's consumed by our grandkids. But it's more fun now. 'Cause now it's intentional. It was really intentional before, but I didn't like it being intentional before. Now it's intentional because it's I can do it. And I love it. I love it. Cindy told Braden the other night, said I love you. He goes, You sure do. <laughs> really? Really? Put trust in Jesus. Matthew 6, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. So all things will be given to you. Fourth question. What's my, what's, my uncontrollable, what's my most uncontrollable emotion? Is it anger? Well, I'm just born this way. No, you weren't. You, you learned to be angry. You weren't born angry. You didn't come out and the doctor slapped you on the behind and you all of a sudden became angry. You got upset, but they were trying to get the fluid out of your lungs. That's why they got you crying. That's why they hold you upside down so something will drain south. But you weren't born angry. The reason we get angry is multifaceted. But ask yourself one question. What in heaven's name am I so mad about? And you probably can't tell yourself why you're even mad. Let alone tell somebody else. And then we blame everybody for being mad, don't we? Brian talked about it. People cut him off in traffic. He's praying for them with both hands around their throat. You know what I mean? But we blame everybody. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Some people, it's sex. Sex is their idol. Some people, it's alcohol. Some people, it's drugs. Some people, it's, I don't know, whatever it is. We need to get God back on the throne. Get that off the throne. Get it off the throne. Get rid of idols. Colossians 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. (coughs) Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And learn to worship the one true God. Ten Commandments are God's way of protecting our life. It's not God's way of giving you rules who's trying to ruin your fun day. You ever show up at a swimming hole and got a sign that says no diving? Well, it's there for a reason because if you dive, you'll probably break your neck. So don't dive. Get in the water, splash around, have a great time, but don't dive. It's that simple. Or as my boys had to learn, don't run off the edge of a house and jump into a swimming pool. Please. Because the deep end is usually where? Not up by the house. So imagine, imagine if you would, what our life would look like if, if instead of putting our trust in things... Are in people, that we put them in God. I want to close with this story I read this week that I'm still bothered by because it hit so deep in my heart. This week has been another eye-opening week on how much trouble mankind is in. The Pope fails to even really speak with authority to Congress on Planned Parenthood or the Christians that are being slaughtered. The president uses this time to quietly release Osama bin Laden's bodyguard and henchmen from Gitmo. The U.N. voted to end poverty and hunger by 2030 with a massive redistribution of wealth scheme. Global warming schemes are next, as is is the Palestinian statehood based on the 1967 Israel death borderlines. Iran is picking a great fight with Saudi Arabia, and we are on opposite sides with Russia, and that's only getting worse. Our soldiers are told to stand down when they hear the cries of, rape from 12-year-old boys. Greece is being overrun by Muslims. Germany is in a state of siege, and a highly regarded general from the UK says that they may be on the verge of a coup in England. More and more people are upset that people want to end funding to planned parenthood. Hillary Clinton emails her emails continue to get worse and no one cares, especially those who are in authority. The people of faith don't vote anymore. There is no statistical difference in behavior between the religious and the irreligious. And only six out of ten have an issue with abortion. Lord, please help us. Who do we have our trust in? Who do we have our trust in? Father, I ask you this morning. to stir in our heart. Stir us to the point of action. It's so easy to sit back. It's so easy to watch. It's so difficult at times to get involved. But Father, I'm asking this morning that you would impress upon our hearts the need to be involved. We need to speak out. And then there will be a time when we have to stand. It will cost It will cost us dearly. But You have told us that it would. And You have promised us that You would never leave us or forsake us. And Father, even if I have to give my own life here for Your cause, may I be found worthy in that moment to say yes to You and no to the world. The enemy is strong. The enemy is... After each of us. But You, O oh Lord, are the sustainer of my soul. You, O oh Lord, are the lifter of my head. You, O oh Lord, are a shield about me. In You I will find peace. In You I will find freedom. In You I find hope. If there's somebody here today, God, that needs a touch, would You move them in Jesus' name? Amen. Let's stand and sing.